Good morning and welcome to the news at 7125. In today's headlines, I woke up at 10 and began things I don't care about at 12 pm. Sources say this is not a sponsored headline and they are correct. I was asked to attend a meeting of a book club I left twice. There may not be a chance of me going back to it again. And my table doesn't seem to clear up, just like that table close to you. This is Garfield and you're listening to the news at 7125. I fell asleep rather late last night. I was watching porn up until 11pm and then realized I need to do some work to feel good about myself. So I changed a word in a document I am not going to make public in the next couple of months and then gave up and went to the bathroom. I relieved myself, came into the hall and told mother I'll be putting the lights off. This is of great importance, telling mother about it, that is. According to recent findings, my mother tends to wake up with the operatic theatrics of a telenovela if she's not warned about the lights going off. Speaking to me over breakfast one morning, she said, I don't know what happens to me. It's as if I thought I were going up, which means she thought she would be dying. I pointed out to her that that was what she had been wanting for the last 10 years or so. So it surprises me that she chooses to let go of the opportunity. That was met with the usual silence that is supposed to be a metaphoric expression of the sentence, just shut up and eat your breakfast. Anywho, I fell asleep at 2am, two hours after I put the lights out. Sleeping in a suburb on the borders of Bombay very often requires one to ignore or pretend to ignore several aspects. For example, you need to ignore the noise of the fan. You also have to ignore the bloody customers in the restaurant downstairs who talk as if they want you to hear them. And you also have to ignore the noise of the traffic that seems to be very keen on working overtime. Once you ignore them all, you have to pretend there's absolute quiet in the area. It's then that your ears begin to ring and only then do you start to fall asleep. My studies have revealed that unless Bombay decongests and people move out of it, this is going to remain the case. The same studies have also revealed that since Bombay will never decongest, it's highly probable that the one conducting those studies, which is me of course, may have to move out of Bombay. In other news, my table, which is roughly a square measuring 4 feet by 4 feet, refuses to not entertain objects on its back. I have participated in several drives to clear the clutter. A year ago, I participated in the clean the table and you will have a million dollars in your bank account drive. The subsequent survey of the table indicated that nearly 75% of the table stayed the same. And my bank account didn't have $250,000 either. I then took part in the you're so bloody lazy, you should feel guilty movement. It involved accepting the fact that I was lazy and so making it easy for me to accept that I can shoulder the guilt of untidiness and do something about it. I did accept the fact that I was lazy and felt so great about it that I forgot about the second half. Consequently, 
The table had several more books on its back than it had before. This is an addition to the dust and wires that continue to snake around. Do you think you can help me? If you can, do send me a DM at Quasimor via Instagram. That's Q-U-A-S-I-M-O-I-R at Instagram. And finally, I was asked to attend a meeting of a book club I had left twice. I was part of this book club a few years ago and it was an initiative I had undertaken for the gays in the land. I was trying to play Asha Barik or Niruparoy, which is why I allowed someone else, let's call that person X, to take charge. The group grew and we had a person, let's call that person Y, who one fine day called me a classist because I had proposed we get people to move beyond merely reading literature by ch- No one from the group came to my rescue when I was called a classist. I was left all alone to deal with the insult and so I left the group the first time round. I joined back after a while simply because I was promised things would be better. This time round there was a rule to not get political because by now the group was teeming with people from the left and the right and the centre. Now books cannot be non-political, at least that is what I maintain. But I decided to give it a go. All was well until one fine day when I asked a question about what does the group think about cancel culture. Some were kind enough to provide their views and then came Y. Y wanted me to air my views about cancel culture. I said it would be inappropriate to air my views about cancel culture since I am the one asking that question. Y classified that as unacceptable and this time too no one came to my rescue. To top that, X, the leader of the group, decided to term my question as a political one and issue blanket warnings saying that political discussions will not be tolerated. In actuality, all X had to do was castigate Y, something X didn't have the courage to do. I then made the appropriate noises that looked like an apology and left the group. This incident took place a year or probably a few years ago. And, as I mentioned, the other day came an invite to attend the book club's meeting. Now, I do believe in moving on and giving people chances. But let's say, when it comes to this book club, my reservoir of patience has dried up for now. That's all the news for now. Don't forget to tune in to the next episode for another bulletin of the news at 7 1 to 5.